it's normal and it is fine to not love every single step of it. Yeah. And so it's also fine to give it to someone else, but don't let that one thing that you hate about it make you quit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Don't quit because of that. Just yeah. outsource it. You got to be please. married to your podcast. And so you got to work through the problems and find solutions. Yeah, 100%. Hello, and welcome back to All My Pod. I'm Celine. And I'm Justin. And today we're going to talk about 11 common mistakes that new podcasters make. Yeah, so these are mistakes that we see a lot of times when we're working with clients. And if you do any of these things on your show uh, and you fix you fix these up, they're going to make a noticeable improvement uh, mm-hmm. to how you're running your show. Um, I worked with somebody yesterday who was doing pretty much all of these things. And um, afterwards, I think that person had a lot more clarity. And um, it's sort of like, giving your show a makeover when you start fixing little things up because w- one thing may not make a difference, but all the things together, when you keep adding them on, they do make a big difference. Oh yeah, for sure. The first one is a really like, it's a conceptual thing and it's, it's huge. It's like, it's treating podcast, treating podcasting like radio or treating podcasting like TV or some type of formal uh, media source. And the whole point of podcasting is that it's supposed to be the most personal form of content available. And that means you're trying to break down all the barriers between you and your audience. Mm-hmm. And this would be doing the opposite. And so some like examples of that would be you come into this, this show and right, right at the beginning, there's this soulless and corporatized music that is used in like all kinds of other commercials and stuff. Like it's just the, the music that is so so common uh and then it starts with maybe an intro of somebody else not the actual podcast host but a different person uh with an overly professional tone like welcome back to you know and it's just like it just sounds like a radio announcer um and then throughout the conversation the person might not be being authentic enough and they have an overly professional tone and so the whole thing would be like this all comes to say that you should be very authentic on your podcast. You should be yourself. You should allow there to be mistakes. You should allow the music to represent your message. You should do the intro yourself, even if you don't think that you're like a voiceover artist or whatever, like this is your show. It should be very personal. Yeah. I think the only exception obviously is like a show that is produced like a true crime show or something like that. That's like something completely different. But let's say like the quote unquote, normal podcast or i feel like most of the podcasts are like conversational podcast those ones should follow what you just said mm-hmm. whereas obviously if it's like a super produced um storytelling yeah like an audio drama yeah an audio yeah, that's drama really exactly yeah. that's the word that's obviously really different but mm-hmm. i I, tr- I haven't come across any of those that are like indie Mm-hmm. At least not me. But I'm also not really, I don't really like those. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm not looking for them. Yeah. Um. So number two would be um, thinking about sponsors from the get-go. Um, we've kind of like touched on this in another episode. Um, if you've heard that, then you already know what we're going to say. But I think that people, because of other um, social media platforms, like maybe YouTube or um yeah, other platforms, people think um, only about 
sponsorship in like the true way like somebody just pays you to make a video or make a podcast episode about something um but i think the main um the main money source in podcasting is probably not that unless you have already a really big audience then maybe that can work right from the start but that's very few cases i would say and so um I would definitely not consider that from the start, but I would look into other ways of making money from the podcast, that for sure, but not like classic sponsorships. I just don't think that that's very realistic at all. I don't I remember what episode it was that we did. I think it was like three episodes ago that we did a whole episode yeah. on how podcasts on exactly. make money. But yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be thinking about sponsorship when you just start. You should wait till you're like at least 20 episodes in or 24 episodes like six months into your podcast then you can Mm -hmm. evaluate um but unless you're getting like thousands of downloads per episode it's not going to really make you any money no exactly Um, i agree and number three would be focusing too much on production and not enough on the actual content of the episode it's like the things that you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah and like small errors are fine uh when it comes to like the production of the episode, like let's say you you mess up a word or there's like a a noise or something. Like these things are tiny, tiny factors compared to the content of the episode. So your ideas or making sure that you have great guests or that mm-hmm. you're you're addressing things that your audience is actually interested in. Like these yeah, things 100%. are like you would be surprised how bad audio can be if the message is good your audience will suffer through rough mm-hmm. audio just to listen yeah. to the episode and and you're your own worst worst critic yeah and so um whatever you think makes it more perfect like tiny little errors or something like that might not actually even be disturbing to the audience listening like yeah, and so course. I, I totally. wouldn't even, I would never suggest to try to, especially if I'm editing myself, I would never suggest somebody trying to make it completely perfect. First of all, it doesn't sound right. Like we, yeah, when you remove like filler words and stuff, it, yeah, it exactly. Like it just starts sounding weird, inorganic, and and sometimes there's little sounds that aren't they. Nobody's bothered by certain little sounds. There's a difference between something that's actually like disrupting the episode and just like a tiny little sound that you think oh you you wish it wasn't there but like it's really not bothering anybody yeah you know and so you really have to be less like picky about that i would say like just don't get obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and number four would be uh not staying a month ahead of recording and Mm -hmm. that will lead to getting overwhelmed so yes we stay sometimes more than a month ahead. Sometimes mm-hmm. we stay two months ahead. So that would be mm-hmm. like a month ahead would, would be um, one month of whatever your release frequency is. So for us, it's weekly. So four episodes is a month. So yeah. we try to stay four to eight episodes ahead at all times. That way we're never like rushing to get an episode recorded. If you do yeah. have to rush to get an episode recorded every once in a while, that's totally fine. You should have episode ideas on hand if you do a, a, a solo and an interview show like a combination like we do you should have ideas for episodes on hand and have the research and outline already done or you can record a bunch of solo episodes and have them in the bank when you need them but 
being ahead of schedule i mean just like any anything whether it's like in business or um or in school if if you're like whatever it is like if you if you do things at the last minute the quality is going to suffer and also it's going to be way less enjoyable like it's just way more fun Mm -hmm. when you're a month or two months ahead of your your schedule yeah because and, you have so much more room and freedom to be creative and you're not you're not just trying to get the product out right away yeah exactly and i just don't think that i think this could the getting overwhelmed with like not being on a schedule can definitely be a factor why somebody would quit podcasting i think it's probably yeah it's the reason yeah, why they and would that's quit. just not something that you want like you just don't want to quit because of that and that like ties into the next point which is quitting before episode 20 yeah um yeah like if <laughs> you don't want to do five months in yeah exactly but if you don't want to do 20 episodes then in my opinion you don't even have to start like mm-hmm. it's a podcast you you can't assume that you're going to be overnight famous after two episodes that just doesn't happen yeah you know and it, it just Podcasting takes time is, is genuinely a marathon not a yeah, sprint. yeah it takes time to build the audience that really comes back you know i think at first you get a lot of listeners that might be um a few listeners that listen to the first episode but then they don't listen to the second one and then on the second one you get new listeners again but you don't have that standard audience that really comes back each week to listen to you whereas then after 20 episodes i feel like you you started to establish like really these people that really come back and listen to every single episode you put out yeah you have to prove to your audience that you're going to stick around because they don't want to commit to you unless they know that you're going to be there for a long time of course of course um and number six is sort of like an identity thing the sixth most common mistake that we see is that people think that they have to be tied to a solo only or an interview only show and one thing that Mm -hmm. i say about podcasting especially the type types of podcasts that we create is the podcast is your space to do with whatever you want with it it's a space to represent your ideas the people that you uh, enjoy talking to the people that you're connected with the podcast is yours completely yours nobody else's so who cares who cares if you do five interviews and then two solo episodes and then eight interviews and then 10 solo like who cares it's your platform you're trying to build an audience of people who like you and if your brain wants you to do solo or interview then you should absolutely be following that because that's how you're going to build real fans by being who you are. And the other thing with mm-hmm. like solo and interview is that the interview show is great because you get, you get a guest on, they'll share the content afterwards. It's really easy. Like you don't have to plan it because you just have an awesome conversation. You get to connect with somebody like that's all great, but you don't actually really get to deep dive into your own ideas on interview shows for the most part, because you're trying to feature and like honor your guest Whereas mm-hmm. in a solo show, it's all about you. And so there's your chance to really prove your expertise. If you're a yeah. coach or some type of person who sells a service, um, then you you want to be able to prove to people that your ideas are like are are worthy. And that's that's gonna be your opportunity to do that. Rather than like stuffing your ideas into an interview show all the time, which certain people can make that work. Uh, but it's Yes, not, exactly. I was yeah. just gonna think about that. Like um I definitely think that the combination I really like because um, people listen to the podcast because they really like you, like the host, right? So yeah. if it's only an interview show, people might think, oh, I don't really hear enough from the from the host. But that's yeah. also not true. 
And that depends on the host. Because if I think, for example, I think Jay Shetty, he, like, I feel like he's one he of those people. Lot, yeah. He talks a lot, even though it's an interview. And so I feel like he's one of those people where I'm like, yeah, he only does, if he only does interviews, then it's okay. Yeah. I, I'm not bothered at all because I still hear a lot from him, you mm -hmm. know? Whereas that's there's other point. people where they, they really only ask question, questions for the guests and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And um, number seven, the seventh biggest mistake that we see podcasters make, this is a huge mistake, is not using video uh, mm -hmm. with their podcast. Yeah, and 100%. like video is going to be a little bit more work, but you're already doing the podcast and recording mm -hmm. video on something like what we're using right now, which is Riverside, is so simple. And the extra work that we're talking about is really just like, you know, exporting not only the audio, but also the video. Mm -hmm. And then what you do with that video, the possibilities are endless, especially now with like AI. Mm -hmm. um, you can turn your one podcast episode into like 20 pieces of content, yeah. clips and all these things, right? But mm -hmm. if you don't use video, good luck. Without using video, on your podcast, you're going to have a really tough time yeah. getting the most out of it on the content side because people don't really want to look at still images with those moving audio waves anymore. It just doesn't no. really work anymore. No, that's just The old. whole point is like to get your face out there, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's crucial for social media, for the short form content, but also like I always preach, um, YouTube is more a full YouTube video off your podcast. YouTube is more accessible than other, um, like, you know, sometimes somebody sends you a Spotify link and you have Apple Music or you have Apple yeah. Podcasts and you go yeah. like, damn it, like, what is this even? Mm -hmm. Or the, the other way around. Whereas YouTube, YouTube, everybody has YouTube. Everybody can use it. You know? Yeah. And so I'm like, especially the baby boomer generation i think um a lot of them yeah, are have, just way a lot more of them don't have spotify or Apple exactly like they're just way more comfortable platforms. yeah with with youtube so i will forever say that put it on youtube it's worth it and if it's just like 10 to 20 views it's for those people that really like that that wouldn't have fi found you otherwise and i think that's 100 percent worth it yeah totally um Number eight would be doing everything themselves. So this is kind of for like the indie podcaster. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot like there, there's a lot of nuanced things that go into creating a podcast that actually is yeah like an, an effective podcast and helps you achieve your goals. Yeah, and there's a lot of very specialized um, tasks. In, yeah, like in audio creating the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and and so there's. There's hours and hours of work that a per that an individual could do on each podcast episode that they put out. And we actually did have a client who was a very, very successful, very famous mountain biker mm -hmm. um, whose time is very valuable, spending eight hours per episode doing all the editing and everything. Yep. And he just outsourced the audio to us back when we only did audio. Yep. And we saved him like six or seven hours a week mm -hmm. so that was doing it like doing everything yourself especially if you're a business owner is a like critical mistake because by paying somebody else to do it for you you save money by yeah. saving time they're gonna do it in less time and bill you for the time 
that's less. And so your hour being saved is actually saving you money because you can go and focus on other stuff. Plus the content Mm -hmm. that you make, like the content that we make for clients from their episodes, ideally we'll make them money by attracting people into their, their, their Instagram when they post stuff, hypes up their personal brand and all these things. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons like a company will do it better than you, quicker than Mm -hmm. you, quicker than you and cheaper. You also don't have to do all the stressful, like micromanaging. That's the other thing. Cause as a business owner, you got to keep your mind clear. Yeah. I think, um, when we first started, um, working together, I feel like I didn't have that entrepreneur brain. (laughs) So I wasn't thinking of it that way. Like, if I'm working on this for eight hours, it's actually going to cost me more money than if I just paid for somebody to do it in one hour. Yeah, exactly. Because I just never thought about those things because yeah. I was a teacher. That's not something that that needs to be on my mind. I was thinking mm-hmm. about all sorts of other things. Now that I'm in the business world and surrounded by you, but also tons of other people that are business owners and on- entrepreneurs, I... Yeah. I see all of these things way clearer and I just know that a lot of indie podcasters might just not even think about it, you know, when you're just like, you don't even, it never even crossed your mind, oh, I actually could outsource that. Yeah, and you're, also, you're saving money by outsourcing. all the tasks that you have in this one podcast for all the things that you create, it's normal that you do not like every single one of them. It's mm-hmm. normal and it is fine to not love every single step of it. Yeah. And so it's also fine to give it to someone else, but don't let that one thing that you hate about it quit, like make you quit, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't quit because of that. Just yeah. outsource it. You got to be please. married to your podcast. And so you got to work through the problems and find solutions. Yeah, 100%. Um, number nine is kind of ties in with like the video part, but not creating mm-hmm. enough content from yeah. your podcast or just not creating good content. Mm-hmm. Like we see, um, we see a lot of people post like really, really like ugly stuff. Like sometimes it's, it's terrible. Sometimes it's like a screenshot of like, of something like, of, of like mm-hmm. the, the cover or like, or like a screenshot of like the Spotify like page or something like that. It can be so the, the amount of, ways that you can kind of like mess up creating podcast content is is sort of infinite and like if you if you are recording your podcast and you're taking that time to you're taking the whatever it is half an hour hour to record your podcast i mean i only i see the podcast portion that that goes on streaming platforms i see that as only 50 percent of the game the other 50 percent is the content of course and so if you are already dedicating the hour you're spending the money if you are spending the money to outsource a company to do the the podcast for you and you're not taking advantage of the content side meaning clipping quotes whatever whatever you need then you're you're literally missing half of the podcast world and also how do you how do you think that people will find you yeah how do you share it what do you show yeah. people when you're like, people aren't just going to click a, a link that they don't know anything about? No, most likely they're not going to do that, honestly. Yeah. So, so if you, if you're doing your podcast and you're thinking, well, this is a podcast that's supposed to be audio and that's it, I would challenge that and say, 
do you need to create social media content? Number mm-hmm. one. And number two, do you like creating social media content? And when you answer those questions, you'll quickly figure out whether or not you should be producing a ton of content from your podcast as well, like we do. I have Mm -hmm. not thought about our social media in quite a while. I definitely do respond to comments. I engage with people. That's something that that you cannot outsource. You have to constantly be engaging with people and responding to to your DMs and everything. everything, However, the content part can be completely outsourced with your podcast, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we that's something that I would challenge. Yeah, I remember yeah. at first, like I was taking over to social media. It was a pain. Like we it's had so to much like work. come you up to with think content. think about stuff all and, the time. And it's not even as good. It's not even no, as good as what comes out of the frequently. podcast. Otherwise, it's, it's again, you get lost in, in the algorithm of the different social media yeah. platforms. So you really yeah. have to post. So the two pillars of, of your podcast are the podcast itself on streaming platforms and YouTube. And the other pillar is the content. And those things, they don't, they, they need each other to exist. And then a hundred percent. And then that ties perfectly in with number 10, which is not encouraging um, guests to share. Yeah. To share the content that you work hard to make. Exactly. You, You also like, you need that content. So your, your guests can share something because the guest's reach can be your reach for that period of time that they come on your show, right? So yeah. if you have the possibility to get somebody on that has a large following and then they yeah, share like that. 50,000 followers. They're, and yeah. they're probably, if they have the many followers, they're probably like decently selective about what they put on their profiles. So, 100%. And you should be thinking about things like, well, maybe the guest doesn't want to do a full-on post on Instagram because that's a bit more permanent. So maybe mm-hmm. this guest needs a story. Maybe this guest needs a clip that they can put on their story. Exactly. And this guest is a bit particular about what they like to share online. So I better make sure that I deliver the guest multiple things. And so he can all choose. of the things should be of them saying things that make them look good. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the people to share. Of course. And then you encourage and then you follow up. And if the guest still doesn't share, then you might have just found the wrong person. But... Yeah. The difference between the guests sharing with their audience and not sharing with their audience, it's exponential. We had a client once who was getting 50 downloads every single episode consistently. He had one guest who properly shared his stuff. Yeah. He got 550 downloads on his episode within a week. Yep. So it makes a huge difference. It's a massive mistake if you're not making content and you're Mm -hmm. not sharing that with your guests for them to put on their stuff. It's a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. 100%. And the last one kind of goes in with the number number five. So number 11 mm-hmm. would be just not being patient enough, right? Yeah. Podcasting Have is a marathon. Patience. It's not a sprint. You got to believe in the process. Yeah. You got you to trust the process. You got to trust that people will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, trust that people will come while also doing the things that make them come. Like, don't just sit there and be like, oh, where is everybody? Like, do the <laughs> things that make people come to your podcast Bring on guests who have audiences, encourage them to share, create awesome content from it, use video, stay ahead of your recording, focus on the message, not the production, but make sure the production sounds good. That's also something that we could talk about because you do want good production, makes you sound more professional, that's for sure. And get rid of the idea of sponsors. Yeah, you want like a baseline of of quality for sure in the production. Yeah, and and mostly you want it to sound the same every episode. 
So yes. you don't want one episode that's amazing and the next that's crap. That's going to be a, oh, bad, a bad habit, right? 100%. Show your show your audience, your potential clients, whoever's listening, that you are a consistent person because nobody wants to work with somebody in the business world who is inconsistent and uncommitted. Also, mm-hmm. just briefly, like, isn't it isn't it isn't podcasting an amazing way to show people how how dedicated you are as a as a entrepreneur like if you have 500 episodes can anybody say that you don't have discipline and you know how much people want to work with people more who they understand have discipline because it shows that they're going to work with their clients to get results as well yeah and and, and keep their clients accountable especially coaches like a Mm -hmm. coach who has i know i know a couple coaches who have like almost a thousand podcast episodes did you know how much discipline and how much respect yeah yeah like that just shows so much respect so yeah stay patient yeah. get to the 20 episode 50 episode 100 episode 500 episode mark at 500 episodes if you're doing an interview show you've had 500 conversations i can't even like i mean odds are that 50 of those have brought revenue the other 50 have brought you mm-hmm. know like lifetime yeah. connections like it's 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 incredible what what a what a podcast can do for for a coach or for an entrepreneur. Um, anyways, it's a little off topic, but yeah, go back and listen to our other episode of uh, how podcasts make money. I think it's three episodes before, but we'll uh, we can also notes. link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode with um, Colin Gray, who is the uh, like owner of the podcast host, which is a massive education resource that's an awesome episode if you didn't listen to that one that one is like really dives into like how to conduct the best interview get the most out of your guest some technical podcast stuff there's lots of good stuff in there and uh and yeah and then if if you if you want to ask us a question or if you have a specific topic that you would like us to make an episode about we'd be happy to do that for you you can email us at ohmypod at podigypodcast.com if you have any kind of episode ideas, because we would love to shout you out and answer your question on an episode. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for us. Yeah. Right? Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Hope that was helpful. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.